Today on the Gaming and Show podcast, we talk about WandaVision Episode 2. So be sure to stay tuned in and don't touch that dial. This episode of the Gaming and Show podcast is sponsored by my Twitch channel. If you just can't get enough of my voice in your ear, you can stop by my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash DerekGNC. We play random games, talk a lot, and just generally have fun. So if you're into that kind of thing, and again, you like the soothing timbre of my voice, then feel free to stop by, say hi, and let me know what you think of the podcast and what you think of the game I'm playing or the stream that I'm doing. I hope to see you there. Let's get back to the podcast. Let me explain why that joke was funny. Okay, so TVs used to actually have a dial that you had to physically get up and turn to change the channel. The second layer to that joke is that's actually the name of the second episode of WandaVision. Don't touch that dial. Which is, of course, another analogy to old school sitcoms especially of the 60s, which this episode is set in the 60s. It's easy to tie all together when WandaVision is doing 90% of the work. If there was any, any doubt that they would be continuing the, the sitcom era style, it's assuaged. It is good, and they're continuing to do it, and I don't foresee them stopping at any point. This episode was chock full of just references, tidbits, Easter eggs, and we're starting to see a little bit more of a darker underside of the city that they're in. So, let's start with the title sequence. The title sequence actually starts with six stars around the moon. Now, for those who are in tune with the MCU, you will know that there is six Infinity Stones, that one of them gave powers to Wanda and the Vision, so that could be it. You'll also notice that the stars formed what looks like a hexagon, so it could be, could be a reference to AIM, don't really know yet, we know that S.W.O.R.D. is being definitely referenced and is in this show, but hexagons are an AIM thing. So maybe we'll see more to do with AIM. Who knows? Only time will tell. There's a lot of just references to old school Wanda and the Vision, or Scarlet Witch and the Vision stuff. Specifically, when Vision is getting ready to go for get ready for work, you actually see him phasing through walls, and much like old school Simpsons episodes or old school like animation, we see what's beneath the floor and above the second floor or whatnot. We see between the walls. And this one, we actually get to see the helmet of a character that was possibly from Vision and the Scarlet Witch, the Grim Reaper. So that could be interesting. And as far as I know, Grim Reaper was actually introduced when Vision came back in a new body. So 
That's a reference. I don't know that that's going to be a big plot line. I don't think it is. It's a cutesy reference. I don't think it's going to be a major plot line. Much like all the things that are in between the, the, the foundation of the Simpsons house probably isn't going to come into play either. It's just a reference that you go, I get that, and then you move on. So there's a lot of other small details that I looked it up and I was like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of cool, but also utterly, utterly pointless. Like when Wanda shopping, you see an advertisement for Bova milk. Yes, I did do an utter pun, and I am utterly disgusted with myself. In the comics, Bova was a sentient cow who raised Wanda and her brother, Pietro, in their childhood. So, yeah, I made so many terrible, terrible cow jokes. But let's also talk about the fact that the comics had a sentient cow raising children. Not gonna judge. It's just a very comic book thing to do. Much like I believe Bat-Cow is, in fact, canon. So, yeah, comic books are weird. Comic books have kind of always been weird. MCU has just kind of maybe pushed those things away and went, eh, maybe we don't, maybe we don't talk about, uh, maybe we don't talk about them. So there's other shopping things when she's doing shopping, like an A, which could refer to Agatha Harkness, who was in the comics, who is trying to manipulate the Scarlet Witch. That one's kind of a little bit more like, mm, could be an A. We really don't know. Um, there is also a statuette in the house that looks like the superhero wizard and might be a reference to the idea that wizard might actually be Wanda's father because of Pietro's super speed. Wizard believe it or not, they thought had super speed. So, you know, it's not anything to do with any other connotations of the word whiz. They literally mean it's, he's just fast, as in he whizzes by. Yes, that's a double entendre. It could be even worse. But, you know, again, comics, comic books be weird, yo. Um, so then the more overt stuff, you'll see that the uh, WandaVision, their names are Illusion and Glamour. Those were actually the stage names for a magician couple that lived next to them in the comic series. So they're definitely referring to a lot of stuff. So let's talk about what has been going on in this episode. So Wanda and Vision are actually doing a magic show for the town talent show. And so they're becoming illusion and glamour. They're going to be doing a stage magician show, which is quite interesting. Also, there's the two A and B plots outside of the prime plot where Wanda is going over with the with the council meeting and is going to meet someone who is built up to be as like this nemesis and Vision is going over to the neighborhood watch because this episode opened up with a bump in the night. Now, before they head over to the council meeting, Wanda hears another bump, and when she goes outside, she looks in the bushes, and lo and behold, there is a singular toy helicopter that actually has color. 
because everything up until this point, except for a very few minute things, has been black and white. But this helicopter is red and yellow, the colors of Tony Stark's Iron Man armor. On this helicopter is a little symbol for the, the agency called S.W.O.R.D. It's built up as this tense moment, and then she's interrupted, and she heads over to the council meeting. Now, Vision is going over to a neighborhood watch, and they are sitting around doing more gossiping than the neighborhood watch. And Vision is given a piece of big red gum, red being another color being thrown around a lot, and it gums up his system when he accidentally swallows it. So Vision now is beginning to act a little weird. At this uh, this little uh, committee meeting that Wanda is at, there is Dodie. Dottie, sorry. And she is kind of ruling with an iron fist. But things are a little weird. Things are just kind of unsettlingly odd. As with a lot of things, things are just odd. Imagine that. After the meeting, there is a conversation between Wanda and Dottie. And it's interrupted by a radio signal that comes in that's asking Wanda, who's doing this to you? What's what's going on? Who's doing this to you? And Dottie breaks a glass, and her red her blood is crimson against a black and white shot. Her blood has a deep red crimson. So again, red is coming back. Big red gum, the red helicopter. There's a red blinking light that I completely missed in episode one. Red is a color that is bleeding through the fabric of the reality that we know. But the radio is fixed. And it's playing the song, Help Me Rhonda. But there's a distortion. It kind of sounds like, Help Me Wanda. So maybe that's a reference. But it's definitely one of those things that makes you go, This is unsettling. Because we, the viewer, know something is wrong. We don't know what, though. So honestly, this show is an amazing builder of suspense and of horror. Because we don't know what's wrong. We just know that something is wrong. And I love this. So then they go do this magic act in front of the town. Vision is basically drunk and is actually doing some of his superhero moves like floating and passing things through himself and teleporting people. It's all sorts of superhero shenanigans that Wanda is having to cover up with creating a rope and pulley system out of thin air and bringing mirrors out. And it's all sorts of shenanigans, which I truly enjoy. It's kind of like the trying to cover up something like old school bewitched, which the interior set of the house is actually designed after. And the entire opening is basically bewitched. Let's be very clear. It is very much inspired by Bewitched. It's really kind of cool the number of sitcom references that they have in this episode. From things like Split Beds. Because in the 60s, 
husbands and wives were not allowed to be in the same bed. They had single beds in the same room. So it's really interesting how they showed that. And and to think of television has changed so much that, God forbid, a married couple share a bed. Instead, they had single beds that were in the same room with something between them. It's really interesting. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And a lot of it is just kind of happening and kind of odd. And it's looking like maybe Wanda is affecting it. And this is made so clear when we actually get to the end of the episode. There is a a noise outside, and Wanda and the Vision go and check it out. And out of the manhole comes a beekeeper with the sword logo on it. And all she does is looks at the beekeeper and says, No. And rewinds things. Things literally rewind to a certain point when they're talking inside. And then things change. She's they, the, the whole entire thing why they're having a talent show is for the children. But there's never been any children within the city ever shown. Ever. Even in the backgrounds of shots. Ever. But she gets up and says, Well, I think the children are hungry. And she gets up and reveals that she's pregnant. And that's not the only thing that has changed. When she and the Vision embrace and kiss, the world changes from black and white into color. We are now entering the 70s. And that's the end of the episode. It's just dropped of, boom, now she's pregnant. And boom, now we're in the 70s. It's going to be styled after the Brady Bunch. That is telling of a lot of things. That, honestly, she's in charge of this world, even a little bit. But she's not in charge of this world because of that voice on the radio that says, who's doing this to you? I honestly think that she's being trapped in a dimension, a pocket dimension, or something in which she has control, but she is a prisoner of And much like the Star Wars, or not Star Wars, Star Trek quote, a gilded prison is still a prison. So I think that while she may have a lot of power in this prison, she is still, in fact, in prison, is trapped in this reality as maybe a way of her brain coping with the fact that she lost vision at the end of Endgame. She lost vision. She has no one. She lost her brother, she lost her love, she has no family, she is alone, and she has created this world in which she still has vision, she still has somebody who loves her. So it's going to be interesting going forward how they're going to deal with this, because I think it's going to continue to show that maybe she might be have a lot of power in this world but isn't truly in charge. And she doesn't quite realize what's going on around her, unless it's for those brief moments where she just says, no, and things go back. It's going to be interesting, and I love it. There are still so many sitcom references, and I don't think they're going to stop. And I'm here for it. 
I love looking at all these little tropes, these ideas. They're just silly. But again, it's that sense of suspense and horror because we don't know what's going on. We don't know what the problem is. We just know there is something wrong. This isn't right. This isn't normal. So it's going to be interesting to see going forward how they deal with it. So down in the comments below, I want you to comment, what is your favorite 60s sitcom? There's not many, but what is your favorite? Or what are you looking forward to in the future? What small reference do you hope that they break out? This is your chance to break out the most obscure reference, comic book number, a throwaway character, anything. This is your time to flex it down in the comments below. As always, it has been a pleasure talking about this, and next week we'll be talking about episode three. So, until next time, again, stay tuned and don't touch that dial. Peace! for tuning into the gaming and chill podcast we hope you liked it it would be really helpful if on your given listening platform you were to leave a comment and give us a rating for more on the gaming and chill podcast you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com and from there you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast you can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!